This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. Morena, no mai kiti korero. Welcome to the catch up on Manawatu People's Radio. Tereo Irarangi Onatangata O Manawatu. It is a Monday morning. Are we all delighted to know that it's like two weeks to Christmas or something ludicrous like that? Uh, however, I suppose there are some benefits in terms of economic performance and businesses doing well over the Christmas period. So we'll probably focus on the positives in this uh, interview. We have Wendy Carr, uh, Manager of Fielding and District Promotion. Good morning to you. Morena. Uh, yes, Christmas rapidly approaching, so I assume that means that the levels of optimism are up in the sort of the business community of Manawatu. Yep, uh, there's definitely always a surge in November and December for shopping mm-hmm. and people going out to eat and doing all of those things. So absolutely, this is the best time of year for for our retail sector. Although we have heard that there, you know, the, the, there are shipping constraints mm. and shipping issues, which means stock levels might not. Be be as high as they should be, which means people won't be making as much money as they'd hoped to. Yes, and also you'll have to be a bit more thoughtful about what you're going to buy your family for this festive season, um, because not everything that they want will be in the shops. Mm. And hence why the government keeps saying... Start shopping early. Yes. Did you? I did not. No, no. Uh, no, I, we did all of our Christmas shopping just at the weekend. There. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. no we, yeah, we had no. nothing, and yeah. now we have everything that we can manage. Yeah, I, I, yeah, no, I, I, I haven't even started. No, no, it's uh, no. Um, right. Uh, but speaking of shopping, uh, there is a, a promotion happening in the CBD of fielding yes. to encourage the sort of the shopping local yes. message that we've been reinforcing for the past, well, since forever, but quite recently in the past couple of years. Absolutely. So we are starting a shop on when it starts, starts today, the 6th of December, runs through to the 17th, so 12 days of Christmas. People are saying, why didn't you start on the 1st? Because Monday's a nice day to start things. Yes. <laughs> um, and it's so neat and it's tidy. It's neat and tidy. You obviously don't have OCD. And and it finishes on a Friday, so it's nice and easy for us um, to administer it. But also exciting because this is the time of year that we want everybody to shop as local as they possibly can. We've all seen the memes on social media about, you know, supporting those local businesses because they're the ones that give back to the community and hire and, you know, that use local suppliers, use Mm. local people to work in them. So we really, really want to encourage people to shop in the fielding CBD. So what you can do is shop anywhere within the fielding CBD Purchase something within on those days. Take a photo at either at the shop or when you get home with that good that you've purchased. Mm-hmm. Pop it on our Facebook post that we'll have up daily. At the end of every day, we will draw one of those people randomly to win $100 to spend back in the CBD. Can't argue with that. Mm. Uh, and I suppose um, you say the CBD. Well, the shops have a poster up saying they are participating in this thing. They don't have to participate. That's the great. We're trying to make it as easy on yeah. people. There's a lot of stuff. Everybody wants something from everybody at the moment. So we want to make it as easy on the fielding businesses as possible. So is the CBD easily defined? Yeah, so we do have a map of that on our website. Okay, right. There because you go. it isn't easily <laughs> defined because if you know fielding well, when people ask what's the main street, we have three. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a an interesting shaped map. It's not even, I can't even describe the shape of it. It is, um, but it, it encompasses all of the shops that you would think of um, and the outlying sort of boundary. So if a farmer buys some stock at the stockyards, can they take a picture they of the can. stockyards? And then they can. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yes. Yep. Merry Christmas to me. Absolutely. If, you ta- if you're having a meal at um, the Strong Room or Focal Point or um, Murray's Irish Bar or any mm. of those places, you can take a photo of your meal and do the same thing. Aha. So you will have to keep a um, 
uh, proof of purchase, so keep your receipts, because if you do win, we will just need to see that proof of purchase yep. when you redeem your voucher. And the voucher, we also want you to spend it by the 31st of January, because we're trying to, that's a quiet time, January typically is mm-hmm. quiet in, in everywhere, and so it's about giving back to those CBD businesses. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Um the ease at which you are able to to shop in fielding. This is a thing that kind of uh, plays on my radar quite a bit when I'm used to being in Palmerston North. Mm. When I go to fielding on a Saturday or a Sunday, it's not very it, – it's still got that sort of oldie, villagey feel of, mm. you know, it's 2 o'clock on a Saturday, we're closing up, mm. which – is great for the business owners and and the stress levels are down, but it's quite inconvenient for the modern way in which families and Fano operate. Is that something that is discussed in fielding on a on a basis, or do they recognise that perhaps that might have to change in the future? Um, I think a lot of businesses recognise that. A lot of them now will, uh, and, and particularly in December, will actually open all of Saturday. Okay. So if you can't get there first thing in the morning, then um, a, a lot of the businesses. But check their social media. And check mm-hmm. their websites or give them a call mm-hmm. if you don't know if you're if you're unsure because there's nothing worse than going and then there's nothing open. Um, so and I appreciate that because I have worked in Palmerston North a lot over my career or and lived in fielding and had the same problem that yeah. on the days that I have time to go shopping things aren't open. Some are doing late nights as well, so mm-hmm. there are opportunities to shop. A lot of them have ways to purchase from them either online or by phone that you can do outside of those hours. Um, and some of them deliver goods as well. Mm. So so there are ways. Yep. Very good. Um, we so do have free parking, though. Yes. So yes. free parking all the time in fielding. So um, so if you do have, you know, a couple of hours to spare, um, then nip over because on a Friday it's quite hard to find a park because it is sale yard day. Uh, but and you did market. say that um, people should be aware that they can use the old right price car park. Uh, yes, but I have heard that that has been fenced off because oh. that that um, building has been leased. So don't quote me on that today because I haven't oh. driven past it in the last couple of days. Uh, but there are plenty of parks. Yep. Sometimes you might just have to walk a little bit. But we, Good for we, you. We don't walk. <laughs> we need convenience. Um, have the have, I, I have noticed in the past an air of contention with uh, business owners and staff parking mm. right next to the the, the, the the business that they work at, meaning that the, the patrons can't get there. Has that been addressed? Are people sort of it, all on the same page there? Ongoing right, so debacle no. yeah, and debate in our town because, because we have free parking legally people can park wherever they want whenever they want so that doesn't include business owners and their staff mm-hmm. it is encouraged mm-hmm. all the time for business owners and staff to park on the outskirts of the CBD and walk to the business so that the car parks are left for customers and I would just reiterate that again please and especially at this time of year if you work in the CBD try and park a little bit further away and, and if you live relatively closely why not think about walking mm-hmm. um, I live like a six-minute walk from the office, but I do have a company car, so I'm quite often having to bring it for other people to use. But um, but there are ways, you know. Yeah. Stroll into town. Stroll into town in the peeing rain with all your Christmas shopping. <laughs> um, now uh, we 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 cannot. Uh, 
have a discussion without mentioning the pandemic, especially since uh, the last time we spoke, uh, we were going over some of the details of the new traffic light system Mm. and, well, (laughs) I say details, the lack of detail in the traffic light system. Uh, And uh, now we are in the traffic light system. It launched on Friday, still bereft of detail uh, in some cases. You attended a seminar in Mm. Palmerston North where the detail not really there yet. Mm. People are winging it. Yes. That's not good. Yeah, I'd like to say thank you to the Chamber of Commerce and to um, to CEDA for putting on the the information sharing um, morning on Friday because um, they did do some great clarification of what you can and can't do as a business owner, and really the onus is on you mm-hmm. as a business owner to find out what the rules are for your industry and make sure you write a policy specific to your work and then implement it. So there was a lot of discussion around mandate versus policy because you've got to be careful with your wording. There are some uh, industries that are mandated by government to follow specific rules, and then there are businesses that have chosen to implement vaccine passes or what have you, and that's a policy that's not a mandate. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there was that sort of discussion. But identifying an industry, I mean, what we are doing here, Mm. here, let's make it all about me, obviously, Uh, what we are doing here isn't described as an industry. So Mm. I have taken the uh, notion that we are a close contact business because we're helping people make radio programs, we're sharing studios, confined spaces, sharing equipment. So we've gone, right, we're a close contact business. Mm. That is therefore mandated But I've made the assumption that we're a close yes. contact business based on the information I have at my disposal. But no one's told me that. Yeah. So I... There is a lot of assumption mm-hmm. um, and a lot of um, guesswork at the moment as to how it fits. Um, and I think at the moment, because it's so, this is so new, you're not going to get told off in the first couple of weeks if you're not quite following the rules. Try to, as best you can... Uh, my advice is seek legal advice specific to your business if mm-hmm. you can. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some things that – and it really depends on your team as well. So your as, an, as a manager, your responsibility is to your team and you can't in certain industries ask whether people are vaccinated or what have you or whether customers are. But it's actually about having the culture where you can. Mm-hmm. So um, with when you are um, – when you manage your staff in a way that they feel comfortable with you, you should be able to have those free and open discussions. And with your customers, if you are not mandated not mandated to require to have vaccine passes, but you choose to have a vaccine, it's about communicating that to your clients well yeah. in advance. So if someone's going to be coming into your office or your workplace, making sure just flicking them either on the phone, flicking them an email, putting on social media that we do require this. Yes. So please and you know, please be respectful of our wishes uh, and and discuss it with them. Just be open. Yes, um, we are in orange at the moment. So as far as I can see, it's basically face masks and one metre. But apart from that, business as usual for pretty much everyone with the vaccine passports. Yeah. Um, but of course, we've got to remember, rangitikis just across the, mm-hmm. the way there and bulls are in red. Yes. And so it got very confusing the day that that map was um uh, came out because uh, in fielding we sit in the Rangitake central government electorate, mm-hmm. and but we are not in the DHB same boundary. So this is where the central government need to pull their socks up and yes. figure out boundaries because yes. wouldn't it make sense for all government departments to have the same boundaries? They don't. So because Manawatu district sits within the mid central health DHB, we are classed as orange, mm-hmm. bulls, 
and everyone on the other side, Martin, all of those people on the other side of the river, are not. Very confusing. Yes. When the Prime Minister said Rangitiki, I went, oh, here, hang on a minute. Um, But yes, obviously relating to a a different boundary. Mm, mm. Um, But obviously, because I was speaking to Tang Yutikeri on Friday and saying, so if someone lives in Bulls, but they commute to Palmer's North, what does that mean? And apparently you don't take your zone with you. You just abide... Hello. I know. <laughs> Seems it is a little very, backward. Very confusing. And also, poor Auckland, they're in red. So, everywhere else in the country that's red can cross boundaries except for Auckland. Mm-hmm. So, Auckland still will have to stay there till the 15th of December. Then they can move out of the. So, ah, who knows? How uh, yeah, yeah, a little <laughs> bit of consistency would be, uh, yeah. would be nice. Um, Stereotypically, business owners tend to stray to the right of the political spectrum. Has there been any uh, discussion, gossip even, in the the business community around the appointment of Christopher Luxon uh, as the new opposition leader? Because, you know, Judith was a rather polarising character. (laughs) Chris seems to be... Quite nice, actually. Yeah, it's interesting. I know it's spin and PR. Everybody's talking about it, of course. Um, And it's interesting because he has such a a very short political career, but Mm. such an impressive, um, you know, business business career. Uh, So there's a lot of talk about that. And actually, you know, you and I know that the best politicians are the people that are best connected to the community that they serve. And so uh, having a person who has run big corporate entities. Mm is well-respected within the business community because, hey, they know what they're doing, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, so the comparison was made to John Key as well. Yes, absolutely. Similar, similar yep. vein. Yeah, and I think he is a much more likeable person, although there's been many, many discussions about how much he looks like Robert Muldoon. Yeah, oh yes, uh, we've been talking about that on the catch-up as well. It did seem somewhat scary, actually, but not, not as scary as Judith. No. Uh, that's my opinion yeah. and does not uh, doesn't yeah. necessarily reflect the views or values of NPR or its associates, mm. but Judith scared the bejesus out of me. Yes. I think I think it all we just have to give them some time. Mm. You know, like and that's what all the business all the business community out there at the moment really don't give a flying hoot mm. about what is going on in politics. What they are care, what they care about is what's happening in their business right mm. now today. And I mean the next election is not for another two years. No. And so what we need from our opposition is an opposition. Yeah, and that's what I'm hoping for because yeah. when the you remember when the green schools thing came mm-hmm. out, James Shaw mm-hmm. managed to get the funding. Nicola Willis uh, was the one that I think she went on RNZ and she very calmly, eloquently, without you know throwing dirt mm. or stabbing, going. Here's the issue. Uh, here's where I think they've went wrong. I'm keen to hear their response on this, mm. and then we'll go. For, and I went, yes, Yay! more of this, please. Yes, thank you. Um, and it looks like uh, Luxon's the same mm. in his opening speech to the press. He was saying, you know, Jacinda's you know got strengths. She's mm. a good communicator, but we need to start holding them to account. And go, please, yes. please, yes, yes, please, yes. That is the job of the opposition. Yes, uh, and and less of the mudslinging and the dirty mm. politics, mm. please. I'd like mm. that to be gone. Absolutely, uh, we don't want to become like America. Mm. It shouldn't be so polarized. No, well, and I was, uh, who was I saying this to? I think, I was, oh, I can't remember. It was last week. But we've got this them and us mm. division growing in New Zealand at an exponential rate. It's just getting quicker and quicker and quicker. The, the uh, vaccine hesitant are just going more into that mm. camp. The, vac- the people that are double jabbed are going more into their camp. Then you've got the people that are owning all the houses and the people that can't own all that. There's a division growing. Mm. Mm. And um, 
the protests are getting more and more bullshy and more and more aggressive. And it was um, New Year last year when the Americans were storming the Capitol mm. building. You know, are we going to see a raid on the beehive or something? It just it feels the tension is there. I'm not looking forward to this Christmas and New Year's at all. There's a lot of tension there. And I think it's because we, we play into it so much. We mm. watch too much of stuff. You know, mm. we are too much on, um, going down those rabbit holes on in social media on both sides of the fence. Yes. We are watching too much TV and watching too many news bulletins, 1pm updates every day, and we are getting more and more. And we uh, typic- there's been a big move for people to, you know, unfriend people on um, social media if they don't agree with them. There's become this real discourse about that we can't just sit down and have a civilised conversation with someone that has a different point of view. Mm. And what? Why? Why? So I, I hold some very strong views about many things, <laughs> but um, uh, in my job, I don't post that stuff on on social media anymore uh, because I remain, I try to remain as apolitical as possible in my role because that's my job. Mm. Um, and, but I've had some friends challenge me on my views, and um, at first I got all on my soapbox, uh, and then I had to actually say, and they, we'd look, these are good friends, and they said. Um, Shut up <laughs> and listen yeah. to my point of view. And by the end of it, it really, I actually changed my mind on some things. Mm-hmm. But not on vaccinations, not surely. On, I mean, definitely not on vaccinations. not an opinion Not thing. on vaccinations, but on all of the way that things have rolled out. Yes. And about the, the staunch stance that people are taking on either side of the fence. Sometimes there are reasons that people don't want to do things that – Everybody's world view is formed from their experiences mm-hmm. and their, and perception is reality. And so our perceptions are being warped by algorithms of feeding us the same old thing. And so actually just sitting down with people that you respect normally yes. that might hold different points of view and just chatting about stuff mm-hmm. can actually be quite enlightening. Oh, and yes. fun. Oh, no, I thoroughly advocate for that mm. as well. Um, and when- then just stop the conversation if it gets too heated. <laughs> yes. Just go, let's actually, let, let's talk about the weather. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's raining. No, it's not. It's sunny. What? Uh, right. Uh, let's move on from the bloody pandemic. And, and we, we should still focus on the positives. And Christmas, I, I, have, I have a reputation for being a Grinch, but I recognise that people do like Christmas. Um, and so, you know, there's a, a lot going on in, in fielding uh, at the moment to, to endorse that with the, the shop and win, which we've mentioned. Um, also, the Christmas parade staunchly going ahead with it's, a parade of sorts. Yes. Um, but it's the audience that are parading. Absolutely. So it's super excited. So uh, as mo- if you've listened to this before, listen to us discuss, we pre-record this on a Friday. Mm-hmm. So Palmerston North yesterday <laughs> had, um, had their parade around um, the Speedway. So yes. um, I hope that the weather holds for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are holding ours on the 20th of December and we're flipping everything on its head this year. And so the store, the... The floats, yes. instead of a traditional float that moves, um, they are now going to be stationary around Manfield. Mm-hmm. So we're really, really um, stoked to be partnering with Manfield uh, because they're an amazing asset in our mm-hmm. town and um, in our region. And so they came to the party when we freaked out about what on earth are we going to do with the Christmas parade? And um, 
so we're having these the floats or displays or whatever you would like to do dotted around Manfield Auto Track. So it's called the Circuit Chris Amon. And then the public are driving through and looking at the displays. So this way, I still think it's 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 a hell of a tease to allow people to drive on a racetrack and then say, "But you're doing five <laughs> kilometres an hour, no faster." Well, I am I am anticipating so many cars that they'll be bumper to bumper, so you won't be able to speed around. Mm. That's what I would like. Mm-hmm. So please come along, um, and there will be a pace car at the front, yes, leading that. Slow walking pace. I know it's a tease. Um, I have driven around Manfield a very fast car, and I've also been around Manfield at walking pace. And I know which one I prefer. Yes. But this day is all about slowly um, experiencing Christmas. So we um, are partnering also with uh, Kinetic Electrical, who used to be called Faldings, who are um, supplying the sound system. And instead of a sound system, we actually have a radio frequency. Ah, oh, yes. So that we can yes. Tell everyone in the cars about what's happening, which is super cool. Uh, and yeah, so it, the float registrations are still open. So if you would like to have a display or a float, uh, check out our website. It's going to be a, It's going to be a bit of a marathon for the stallholders as well, isn't it? Because it's going to be open for longer. Yeah, two than, hours. Mm. So um, we had that discussion with the Fielding Brass Band because they always – so the Brass Band and the Pipe Band take turns at leading and closing the parade every year. And the Brass Band were like, two hours is a really long time to play. Mm-hmm. So um, they're going to be located, um, I think, at the end of the parade. But um, we, just as you come out towards Rada Street – uh, and they're going to do shifts, so mm-hmm. they're not going to have the whole band playing all right, the time. Right, they're going to yeah. have little rolling, which is great. So it means that they can be there and they can – but, yes, uh, uh, you know, if you're doing jump jam or cheerleading for two hours, it's quite a long time. So we encourage them to do a bit of a shift yep. work pattern. Uh, but it gives it the opportunity for a lot of people to put in a display that would normally not be able to because you don't have to have people on it. Yes. So you can have your people on there. Um, if you do have the You probably on, should, though. I mean, I mean yes, Christmas parade. But um, I'm trying very hard to encourage Joe McMenon to put one of his murals in. Right. So he doesn't have to be standing there doing the, like with the mural. He can just put the mural in. Things just like that. Standing there pointing yeah, at pointing it with a Christmas So the only thing, so the stipulation now with the traffic light system is that the people that are on the displays that are setting up the displays, if they're over 12 years old, will have to have a vaccine pass. Um, the people that are coming to the parade to enjoy it as the public and their cars don't. So we're trying to be as inclusive as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, obviously, with um, the different ages and stages in people's lives, in the car you can have your whole whanau all coming through together, yep. which is great. So, yes, if you are going to be a display stall Holder, you will uh, uh, float holder. You will need to have a vaccine pass, please. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and that is for twelve years and older. Mm-hmm. Although yeah, by next year, um, mm-hmm. it'll be five years and older. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. So we had this discussion just um, earlier uh, about how do you ask a twelve-year-old for a vaccine pass mm-hmm. because they have no form of ID. Mm-hmm. So if you know the person, that's fine. You look at it, you go yes. But if you don't know that person, how do you also check that that person is the right person? And also, how do you pick who's 12? Some 12-year-olds look 8 years old. Some 12-year-olds look 18 years old. So it's going to be a really... Really interesting. My my children are fourteen and nearly seventeen. They both have are fully vaccinated, and they have them on their phones. Yep. But what about kids that don't have phones? Because you know I they're thought... going to lose it if you print it for a kid. They will lose it. Oh yeah, I, I thought uh, parents could download their kids. They can passes to their phones. They can, but when, when your child is not with you, mm. so I mean, you're twelve to fourteen year olds. They should be with an adult. Yeah. At all times, but what if they were with a different adult? There's yes. all these you know questions and stuff. So it does become. 
an interesting conundrum. It does indeed. But with the, with the Christmas parade, you should, if you're 12, you should have an adult with you yes. coming to that. Yes. Well, you, you won't be driving yourself. No. People have to be in cars or can they cycle or motorbike? They will have to be in, in, um, in a closed-in vehicle. So, okay. you know, um, no yeah, convertibles. No com- not with convertibles. Tops up, yeah, no mm. bikes, motorbikes or mobility scooters, sorry. Is anyone going to be taking a bus through? Um, we would encourage that. That would be great. We haven't been able to organise that just with the timing and mm-hmm. all the other things. So I know that a lot of rest homes will be bringing their minivans with their residents um, and we may we may be able to um, wrangle a bus, but it's um, it's not as easy as Any bus operators yeah, listening that have there? a free bus on the 20th of December to take some people around the Christmas parade, uh, do get in touch with Wendy at Fielding and District Promotion. Uh, we've got a couple of minutes left. Uh, we've got the final farmer's market uh, happening um, this Friday? Friday the 24th of December. Oh, of course, Christmas yep, Eve. Christmas That's right, Eve. yes. Yep. That'll so, be neat. Yeah. Uh, so every Friday, uh, 8.30 to 1 is the farmer's market. So if you have not been along, then um, pop pop along any Friday. Um, rain, hail, shine, sleet, snow, mm-hmm. anything, any weather. Uh, and this time of year, there's all sorts of yummy, delicious goodies. And the last one will be Christmas Eve. So so there won't, won't be one on New Year's Eve? No. That's no. A, so we have one a year where we are not open. Yep. So that will be New Year's Eve this year. Which is not that far away. To stop it. <laughs> um, and they'll be back on like the what would be seventh of January. Yep, back on board then. Wow, cool. Uh, what about fielding and district promotion? What about your opening hours over the festive period? Mm, so we will be closed from uh, the twenty third of December because we're going to, um, as a staff, come down and help that with that final farmers market on the 24th, and we are going to be closed until the 10th of January, just to give us all a bit of a break. Yes. Uh, it's, 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 uh, yes. It, it, the date, it's one of those years where the dates don't align well for, no. a, for a, a shutdown, so most people are going for three weeks minimum, aren't mm. they? It's, it's, we did think about that, but um, we're going to kind of all roll through on in January and all take different times off because it's a bit, a bit of a quiet time for us. Yeah. Marvellous. There we go. Wendy Carr from Fielding and District Promotion. Thank you for joining us. I think this is going to be our last catch-up for 2021. Um, Can we please just arrange for 2022 to be a little better? Because 21 was meant to be the improvement (laughs) on 2020, and I'm not sure we're there. I will wave my magic wand. I think people in Tamaki Makoro would say 2021 is sucked even more than 2020 Mm. because they've – oh, God, I'm surprised they haven't gone mental up Mm. there. I'm sure some people have. Uh, in the meantime, uh, thank you for joining us on the catch up for 2021, and we will see you next year. Yeah, thank you very much. And remember, if you want to listen to this or previous editions of the catch up series, head to the website npr.nz forward slash show forward slash catch up. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of the catch up series. Do join us for that. Bye for now. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.